Framtidsbolagen presenteras av Finanstid.se och programledare Hampus Rebjö. Hi and welcome. Influencer marketing is one of the fastest growing and most successful marketing methods in the world. Many companies see the potential but lack the knowledge of a successful collaboration. And this is where the company We Are Cube comes into the picture. Cube acts as the link between influencers and companies. And in today's episode I meet Panille Lotus, CEO of Cube Denmark. Panella talks about how the industry has changed over the years and how influencer marketing differs in Sweden and in Denmark. We also talks about her new position at the top management for the listed company Synchro Group. And Panella also tells me what an important role meditation has played in her life. My and Panella's conversation took place through a telephone call. The sound quality is therefore lower in this episode. Hopefully me and Panella can meet in person next time. But now Let's get started on this week's episode. Hi and welcome Panilla Lotus, CEO of We Are Cube Denmark and a member of the top management of Synchro Group. How are you? I am very well, thank you and thank you for having me on air. I'm very happy to have you as a guest. If we start with We Are Cube, can you talk us through your business? Yeah, of course. So uh, we are working within the influencer space which is uh, probably the most uh, explosive business uh, in the world right now and has been for a few years. What we do is that we make big strategies for uh, large companies like uh, Coca-Cola, BMW, Lego Group and etc. So we match them with different influencers on different platforms like uh, YouTube, Instagram and TikTok and uh, help them do a marketing strategy on those uh, social media platforms. And that's um, in the Nordics right now and uh, in a minute when we have fully merged with the Collapse, the SaaS platform, it will be in Europe and the States as well. Okay, yeah, we will talk uh, more about uh, Collapse, but Cube also operates from Sweden, and I recently interviewed their CEO, Olof Lindblom. Would you say that there's any difference from the influencer marketing business in Sweden and Denmark? Yeah, there is a slight difference. It's a good question, because we are actually discussing this every time we have partner meetings. It seems like that Sweden is a little bit ahead within the influencer marketing space. And if we can put a a number on it, it's like one and a half year or one year ahead of us. So what we actually see is that the clients have been moving much faster in Sweden, working with bigger budgets within the influencer marketing space. And uh, yeah, the influencers are much bigger than they are in Denmark. And uh, it seems like even Sweden are a little bit ahead of Norway as well, as it looks like from our side. Okay. How does the Cube's office in Sweden and Denmark work together? So uh, on a daily basis, we uh, we have kind of the same CRM systems that we work in. So there is a lot of info sharing going around from from the Stockholm office to the Danish office. And, and every day we can see what kind of clients, for example, we are working with. On the partner level and on a more strategic level, of course, we have... Uh, these weekly meetings where we talk about strategy and which way to go and, and again, a lot of info sharing. Since Sweden is, uh, is a little bit of ahead in our business, we always let us inspire uh, on the Danish market to see what kind of strategies are we building for bigger clients in Sweden. And that means what are we looking into from the Danish side? So that's the way we work together on a daily basis. And of course, 
as often as I can uh, as the CEO for the Danish department. I, I travel to Stockholm. But now being a, alone with two kids, it's a little bit limiting. So I, I tend to go up there at least a few days a month. Uh, I understand. So could you give some examples of uh, in what ways you look up to Sweden when it comes to influencer marketing business? Yeah, so to, to be very concrete, I can give you an example of uh, that Cube in Sweden, for example, just landed, a, I don't know if it is the biggest client of the year, but I think it is, it's Storytel. And the way we did that is, is working on a very 360 and very strategic level, both going into how the creatives can look like, how the execution can look like, and what channels are we using going into paid social, using podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. So actually trying to, to work really much 360 around this brand, this client, and that product. And we have the same kind of clients in Denmark, but they're only working on a very local level. They're still working on a test phase. They're still doing testing on maybe uh, 90% of the influencers that we have We're here, where they buy maybe one story and one post to see what the return of investment will be and how much uh, the CAC that goes through and what is it costing and stuff like that. So that's the way we look up to Sweden because they're working with clients uh, like this and, and specifically this client on a strategic level where we have the exact same type of client with the same product on a local level here in Denmark, which we need to take up to the next level like we did with Storytel. So that's one of the ways that we see that both the market within influencer business and the clients are much more ahead in Sweden than they are in Denmark. And lucky for me, I can always look to Sweden and see what's the next thing that's going to come for Denmark. Your former company's Smack Agency and Hippo Management was acquired by WeAreCube in 2019. Why did you decide to join Cube? So it's actually a funny story and uh, I will make it as short as possible. <laughs> but uh, seven years ago, when I started the, my first agency here in Denmark called Smack Agency, which stands for Social Media Agency Copenhagen, I actually copied uh, 90% of the Cube's site since I thought they were such an awesome agency. And the fun story doesn't really stop there. Uh, and then two years later, I, I'm supposed to have a coffee meeting with a guy who's a friend of a guy that I know and who just said, oh, you have to have a meeting with this guy because he's within the influencer space. And I had no idea he was working for Cube. So two years later that I copied the, the total format of Cube because I just wanted to become Cube, I'm stepping in the Stockholm office uh, and then uh, and having a, a, a coffee with this guy who's working for Olaf and Christopher, my partners in Stockholm. And then I was just like, oh my God, am I in Cube's office? Oh my God, my dream is coming true. Go get the owners, go get the CEO. I want to talk to them and tell them how awesome they were. And then actually the, the dance around uh, becoming one company and, and doing a merge started actually that day by coincidence. Uh, okay, yeah. That's great then. Yeah. How would you say the influence marketing business has changed over the years? Oh my God, what a good question. I could even uh, try to just answer how the influencer business is changing week per week right now, I think. But to be very concrete, I would say that it's changed a lot. I mean, when I started seven years ago, it was a total new business in Denmark. And, and when I started representing 12 fashion girls here, I remember that 
the, the price that I set for an Instagram post. It was more like, yeah, what's the weather like? How are they doing? How many clients do they have? And do they even want to make this? Yeah, if there's money in it, they want to make a collaboration. So, I mean, coming from there till here where we CPM regulate all our prices and we have new platforms coming, uh, not each day, but basically maybe each day, but but not as much. Also, the seriousness from the companies has changed a lot and it is still changing, which is also inspiring from us uh, in Denmark to look into Sweden. So the bigger, bigger, bigger commercial companies here in Denmark and, and in the Nordics maybe were more cautious about, are we able to use influencer marketing or is it still the Wild West? Will we dare to let our brand loose in the hands of an influencer where we are today, where we just operating with legal on a, on a Nordic level and BMW and, and Storytel and, and huge companies that are really seeing influencer marketing as a more integrated part of their marketing strategy. And the market is changing all the time. Now we are also moving into fintech business and stuff, doing influencer strategies for those guys. And yeah, so we have come a long way the last seven years, the last two years with, it's been very intense. And I think that the, uh, as I've said, the last seven years each year, I don't think we've seen anything yet in terms of where we will go and which limits we will see in the future for this. Panilla, we have a segment here in the podcast where I will ask you a different type of question. And here it goes. What is your favorite TV show of all time? <laughs> um, what do you define as a TV show? Mm, yeah, you can define a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't really watch any uh, flow TV or regular TV uh, shows and stuff like that. What I mostly spend my time at if I'm watching something on my TV is uh, actually some YouTube documentaries and stuff like that within personal development, maybe personal leadership and stuff. So whenever I watch TV or a TV show, it's always about growing myself as a human being and as a leader okay but then i will still have like a bonus question now if you were to mention a danish tv show that all swedes should watch which one would you recommend a danish tv show that all swedes should watch then it should be the documentary tv show that i'm in myself which is called stories for millions and it's about our business where they follow three business women within this branch and uh, and it's five episodes and it's actually online right now aha uh -huh. that's very very nice and interesting maybe i can link it here in the in the podcast mm -hmm. uh, description yeah do that as a member of the top management at Synchro Group, you will work on developing sales and marketing within Synchro Group. Tell us about the mission and why you decided to take it on. So, first of all, I'm very honored that they, of course, offered me a seat at the top management in Synchro. It seems like whatever I've been working on and trying to develop myself within for my whole life is somehow been seen right here. I think that uh, in all organizations, it's always a good idea to work with sales and marketing. The reason why the management team in Synchro asked me is because I think I've done an awesome job here in Denmark, both with my former companies before we merged with Cube and, and also especially after we became Cube here in Denmark. 
we've always uh, had a good business in Denmark and we've always been working very hard both to manage to to get the targets at the bottom and at, at the top and at the same time I, I think I've, I've really done a solid job trying to to place both myself as a person but also our company on the PR segment. So the reason why they asked me to become a part of the management team in Synchro is is basically just because I've been doing, of course, a really good job here with the Danish department. Can you tell us something about your ideas for Synchro Group and your ongoing work? So it's a fairly new started uh, title for me to be placed, uh, of course, in, in top management of Synchro Group. So we have just had a few meetings and uh, started to talk about what it is that they would like to use me for. So for the future, I think it's to be very concrete on how I see uh, things can be changed for the better how we can optimize both in the way we plan for the sales teams across divisions and at the same time looking into how we can be better at branding the different divisions under Synchro and maybe also for Synchro itself. The, the business I'm in is, is all about branding and marketing and how do you actually place your brand in the eyes of the coming client and, and customer or of the uh, becoming the next shareholder for for Synchro, for example. So I think that uh, in order for me to be able to hand out my best skills is for me to actually get started before I can be more specific on what they want to use me for and how I think I can contribute other than what skills I'm actually born with and raised myself with within this business, uh, doing my business now for many years. Mm. Yeah, it will be very interesting to to follow your journey now at a new position and at Synchro Group. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'm also looking forward to it. It's it's a huge journey for me and I'm learning every day. My God, I think that placing myself here in this business is something that you can't really dream of. Or of course, I've dreamt about it, but you really never know how it's going to be like until you sit there. And that's one of the biggest learnings for me. So I really, really, really have to trust my own intuition in terms of uh, trying to be the best version of myself and then trust my own gut feeling in order for me to also feel confident enough to sit at a table like that if I can be a little vulnerable and honest in this talk. Um, because it's not something that I've never went to school for, if you understand what I mean. It's not something that I, I don't have a mentor next to me that I'm asking all kind of questions all, all day long. I'm just uh, actually trying to be me and become and be the best version of me and, and be very honest and transparent. And hopefully that's what that's why they asked me to contribute in the top management in Synchro. Mm. Thanks for sharing, Panela. Within Synchro Group, there is also the company Collabs, which also operates in influencer marketing. Can you tell us about the synergies between your companies and how you uh, collaborate? Yeah, so uh, personally, I'm very, very passionate about Collabs. It's something that I can't wait uh, to roll out on the market here in Denmark and for the clients, uh, both on a Nordic and European level. It's definitely taking us as a company to the next step that goes both for Collapse and Cube, but of course also for Synchro Group in general. It's going to move us in the top league within the influencer business. And that's, uh, yeah, that's beyond the Nordics. So we will be able to work much smarter than we are today. We will be able to work with clients on a 
bigger scale that we are now. And we would actually have uh, our own platform and marketplace to gather all the data, which is also very important for the future. So we can actually lie down data and facts on the table for bigger clients and, and show them what we have achieved from, for other clients and in order for us to to just move up in the league. So I'm very fond of Collapse and I think it's uh, the perfect marriage to bring a SaaS platform into our very creative agency. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I heard about uh, Collabs, I got so fascinated and impressed with the technique that they are able to scan over 130 million influencer accounts in seconds all over the world. So with all the competence coming from Cube and with the technique of Collabs, it seems like a fantastic match. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and, and, and it's not only only the fact that it's able to actually scan all these profiles by data. You can actually, if you have some kind of influence or a celebrity or someone you like and you know or the client likes, but this one is taken from a competitive client or a competitive brand, we can actually ask that platform by IA to actually go in and scan the market to find one that has the same kids for the same age She's using the same filters. She's having the same lifestyle and stuff like that. So it's going to be more than amazing. It's it's going to be awesome. Panilla, I've heard uh, on a personal level that you are very interested in meditation. Can you uh, tell us something about that? Of course. And you heard right. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have been meditating for a little over 13 years. Um, and the reason why I threw myself into to looking at a tool like meditation is because I've had some kind of rough youth and childhood. Most of the time when I was younger, I, I didn't really have my parents around that much. So I had to stand on my own legs. And that means that it growing up, maybe I had, I'm not saying that I had more challenges than any other people, but I definitely had some things that I had to look into in order for me to be able actually to just live some kind of normal life. So 13 years ago, I was at a place in my life where I thought about, okay, will I try to do something about all the traumas that I've seen in my life? And would I try to be open to work with it instead of just trying to escape in a wild youth? And then I met my meditation teacher who has been, who has been with for, for 13 years now. And that means that today meditation for me is the most important tool. Uh, it's it's something that I use every day. I always try to sit down and meditate for between 20 and 60 minutes at night when my kids are sleeping. It's not just of the lust and passion for it. It's actually something that is necessary for me sitting in this big career, having two kids that I need to take care of, having a big responsibility for employees. Having a big responsibility now in Synchro Group, being a part of the, the management and all these things that I put in my head and in my body and, and all the energies and people that I surround myself with in this corporate world is, is sometimes you putting a lot of different energies into my system. So in order for me to actually become more calm and more balanced in terms of just also not taking maybe challenges too personal it helps me a lot to actually sit down and do my meditation. So it, it's more 
meditation is really a nice tool for me to to quiet my mind and quiet myself and, and actually just find that calm space within myself after maybe some long days and flying to Stockholm and doing business and yeah all these things that we have on an everyday level working in a big hamster wheel. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. If you can give a, a recommendation for someone that want to try to meditate, what would you tell them? Yeah, I get asked a lot about this all the time, actually, because I'm always very open and transparent on how much I meditate on my social media. So my first tip would be to actually find a guided meditation. It could be on an app or, or YouTube where you could basically find everything from loving yourself to get better to sleep and stuff like that. So it also depends a little bit on what you're sitting with. If you're in a stressed position or you have anxiety or, or whatever you sit with, it's always a good thing to actually try to search for a specific guided meditation. That's exactly for that. And and I'm sure you can actually find it online or at YouTube. And then also you can maybe just start with doing a meditation on 10 minutes. Everybody should be able to find 10 minutes a day to do something like that. <laughs> and it's a good investment. So So my best advice would be to actually try to search the web for some guided meditation where you have a teacher talking you through X amount of minutes where you will actually be able to follow his guidance and then find the peace within you. Yeah, that's a really good uh, recommendation because at YouTube, for example, there's a lot of free guiding. Oh my God, there's so many, exactly. So to everyone that is listening, go to YouTube, search guided meditation. <laughs> yeah. I have a very important question. In Sweden, it's quite common to try to pretend to speak Danish. Is it the same in Denmark that you try to pretend to speak Swedish? Uh, whenever I'm talking to Swedes, I maybe try to uh, round in my words a little bit. But it's a funny thing, actually, because I think that Danes have a much easier time to understand Swedish than Swedes have to understand Danish. So all of a sudden, we always or nearly always actually always go into English. So it's not something that I see that is very common. But uh, but yeah, I think that if you ask some typical Danes or living near Melmi, maybe we, we tend to round the Danish words off, like singing them a little bit more. So we sound like, like Swedes, maybe, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, Panilla, I have a final question for you. What would you say is a key to being able to be a company in the future? I would say that uh, you need to be very agile. I would also say that you need to look into to become a company where you are investing in yourself as a leader, which means that you also see the people that are working for you. I think that uh, after Corona, where people is uh, had a lot of time to look into their own lives and and have been starting to work more from home and stuff like that, I think the culture in your company has become one of the most important things. So of course, I mean, business is business, and you need to to reach your targets, and we need to make some money. We all need to do that. But the reason why I think I'm succeeding, and and while we will keep succeeding in the future, is actually also invest in the, in in the people that are working for us. That's uh, my advice. A big thank you, Panilla, and I wish you the best in the ongoing work as the CEO and a member of the top management at Synchro Group. Thank you so much. 
Du har precis hört podcasten Framtidsbolagen. Ett initiativ av Finanstid.se och programledare Hampus Rebjörn.